0: You're now listening to A New Coat of Paint, starring the owners of LJK Finishes, Louis J. Katz, and Scott Katz. A New Coat of Paint is a podcast for independent painters, wallpaper hangers, and contractors of any size to discuss their craft, business practices, marketing strategies, and a lot more. For all your contracting questions, with a special expert lens on wallpaper, this is A New Coat of Paint.
1: Thank you to Tooltags for all your tool tracking needs. Visit TooltagsApp.com for more info. Thanks. Welcome to the New Coat of Paint podcast hosted by Lewis and Scott Katz. Good afternoon, Lewis. Hey, Scott, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just another, what's today, Tuesday morning in
0: paradise. <laughs> yes, Tuesday morning in paradise. And we're coming up to the end of the year. And what a year it's been for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. I mean, we've the world has changed in a very short period of time.
1: I was saying the other day that, uh, you know, I'm 37 years old and for the first time in my life, I don't feel like history is something that I'm reading or learning about, but they're living. all kind of living as a part of history right now, which is an interesting experience. It's something that not every generation gets to be a part of, and, you know, it's often not that good, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, world the World War II generation, the World War One generation, mm-hmm. you know, Vietnam, Korea War, yeah, yeah you I know, mean,
0: there was a lot, a lot of conflicts You know, but, you know the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and, you know. There's there's been a lot of a lot of history going on and we are now part of it um, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff over my lifetime from uh, Kennedy's assassination and Martin Luther King to all the way to now to COVID closing down in entire countries So um, I think it's a fascinating time to be alive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's definitely an interesting time to be alive for sure. So let's go over uh, some of our high points from this year. We've had some great... I, first of all, I'd love to thank all of our guests and our audience out there. Um, it's been a great year. This has been a great experience for us um, working on these uh, podcasts. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree. That's one of the most positive things that I've,
1: we've taken from this year is because we did have some downtime. We started this new thing, and it's been a really fun start to a journey. Uh, we've done I think 12 episodes 10 yeah about a dozen episodes
0: at this point yeah now
1: and uh, it's you know it's exciting it's it's
0: fun it's interesting we've, and we've been learning a lot I hope you guys have been because yeah. we've been learning a lot let me tell you the last one with uh, Christian and uh, his, Ilya. and Ilya um, about cybersecurity. fascinating stuff it's really interesting to see what's going on out there
1: yeah I agree and you know we've taken this road we started out with the two just the two of us being our listeners and now we're up to 500 plus listens and so we definitely want to thank everybody out there who's listening and hopefully we can continue to bring you some useful
0: information and continue to grow together yeah come check us out on Facebook um, on A New Coat of Paint uh, leave us some comments if you have people or, or uh, subjects you'd like us to talk about Um, If you have comments, good or bad, we would love to hear back from you all. And uh, with that, let's uh, keep going on with some of the stuff that's going on in our lives. Well, uh, Well, going on in our lives, I mean, we're just
1: trying to, like everybody else right now, trying to navigate this crazy world we live in where one day you're allowed to work and one day you're not so sure, and one day people want you in their home and other days not so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, dancing around the COVID issue has is always has been an interesting challenge, um, and with people canceling and so on, this year, um, you know, certainly a, a difference in in work wise was the fact that we didn't have any emergency wallpaper calls this year. Um, you know, nobody nobody was desperate for um, a Thanksgiving uh, dinner wallpaper, um, and nobody was uh, nobody was desperate for a Christmas or uh, Hanukkah, uh, you know, partying, festivities, wallpapering. So um, it was a little bit different and interesting, uh, to say the least. But uh, going into New Year, we we have things going on. Um, You want to talk about our newest project that's happening in the Bronx? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's also really exciting. After
1: a couple of years now of planning and architects working on things. And and COVID shutting uh, down the building department. And back and forth with the building department, regardless of COVID, because we all know how fun (laughs) building departments are. (laughs) Yes, they Um, are. We're finally ready to break ground on our new building, our second property. And so that's really exciting. So for the first time, we will be doing a ground up construction as not the contractor or part of the team of contractors working on it, but instead we will be the owners and the boss, which is going to be uh, a fun experience. We're we're excited to be the person that we've always dealt with, and I'm sure we've complained about a couple of times (laughs) on this
0: podcast. I hope we're not as bad. Uh, Most of our customers are great, so it's not a big problem for us. But it'll be interesting having the other shoe on the other foot. It, sh- it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so... And obviously, we will keep you guys informed and let you know, um, uh, you know. And if you go to New Coat of Paint, um, once ground starts breaking, we will be posting pictures on, uh, you know, on a couple of our websites. So uh, check us out on Instagram um, for our company uh, pages of, at Wallpaperit or uh, go to us on House at LJK Finishes or uh, LJK Finishes on Facebook, or a new coat of paint on Facebook.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing that we've been doing is we took this year and we invested a little bit of money that we had, and we revamped our website. We did some rebranding, so we've modernized kind of our look and feel of our online presence.
0: Yeah, wait for that for the beginning of the year. The new website will be up and running, and uh, you'll be able to check it all out and let us know how you like it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, where where this year was stressful and strenuous at times, and there were its really bad lows and its really nice highs. But I think that you know this coming year, we have the vaccines are out, so hopefully this coming year will lead to some positive change. You know, regardless of your political affiliation, hopefully the news media will stop putting the end of the world spin on everything, and mm-hmm. we can. All get back to a place where we are
0: like the phoenix, growing from the ashes of the dumpster fire that was parts of 2020. Yeah, exactly, and and you know, I mean, Congress is passing uh, you know another stimulus bill. So I don't know about you guys, but you know, it's time to start putting in for your PPP and uh, SBA loans. Um, if you didn't get one on the first round, and if you did get one in the first round, reapply. It's time to go over. And see if we can get some of those, uh, you know, billions of dollars that they're giving to everybody else but the uh, the individuals here in the country.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we're small business people. We all need to stick together and we all need to help each other out to make sure that
0: at the end of this, all that's left isn't just huge corporations. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we don't want to be like uh, one of those, uh, you know, uh, Corbin Dallas movies where, uh, you know, uh, we call it... Uh, uh, Taco Bell was the other. Oh, with Demolition <laughs> Man! <laughs> Demolition Man, where Taco Bell became the uh, the last uh, restaurant on the planet. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be appetizing or good for anybody's. Bad no, routine, no, you know? not for anyone.
1: I don't think that's a great place to be. So, so but um, for today, I think what we all what we would like to talk about is just a kind of year in review wrap up. Uh, touching on some of the highlights and some of the points that we think were important in the past podcasts and kind of putting it all in one place, and then projecting for what we're looking forward to in this coming year, both for podcasts, for work, and like my father mentioned earlier, it'd be great to get some feedback from some of our listeners on you know areas in which they'd like to see guests or topics they'd like to hear us discuss And, you know, hopefully we can all continue on this fun journey and, you know, from 500 to 5,000 to 50,000 listens
0: and we're all in this trying to have fun and doing it together. Yeah, exactly. So get out there and listen, recommend it to your friends, hit the like button, Uh, you know, subscribe, subscribe and follow, subscribe and follow, it doesn't cost you anything and um, you know, uh, let's get it out there. So I think the first thing
1: I'd like to touch on is just thanking all of our guests this year. We've had Paul Gunther, we've had John Dorsey, we've had Chris and Ilya from cybersecurity, we had David from Benjamin Moore, are, yep. You know, we've we've had a bunch of different guests and they've all brought great perspective and they've great information and have been really interesting to talk to and we just want to give them specifically a shout out thanks for their time. Thanks for their information and thanks for their energy. Without you guys, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have done half our episodes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, half our episodes and a bunch of our content, and you know, it was fascinating for us and uh, hopefully uh, for our audience. So, um, the best for the new year and uh, going forward to you and your families. Yes, thank you. Um, and now, I mean, I think we
1: should turn to talking about some of the key points that we talked about in our past podcasts and highlight some of the things that we really want to emphasize with our message and out to our audience. And if there's anybody new listening that hasn't caught up on all the old episodes, just kind of give them a rundown of some of the things that we've talked about that we think are key. You know, communication, I think, is the most important thing. And I'm sure you've heard us repeat ourselves on that topic a number of times, whether it be about crew retention or about customer relations or about marketing or, I mean, even about
0: cybersecurity and technology in the industry. Everything hinges on communication. Yeah, even with uh, things like, uh, you know, working with other contractors as a sub, To make sure that when you're getting to a job, that they've done what they're supposed to do, so that you don't lose work, anything like that. Communication is key. Communicate. Yeah, Uh, being an effective communicator. (coughs) Excuse
1: me. (coughs) Being an effective communicator, being level-headed, staying positive even when you're not necessarily internally positive. Um, Being clear with your message, being upfront with your information. Being consistent and keeping to your word, all of that falls under this communication heading, and that's the key to any service business. I don't care if you're a waiter at a Chili's or you are the CEO of a major corporation, if you can't communicate effectively to the people you work with, the people who work for you, the people you work for, to your customers, to everybody, you're never going to really be effective at what you do. As great as you are, especially in art, it, it happens a lot in our business. There are some people in our business who are genuinely incredible mechanics. Craftsmen, People, people who are artists with paint and plaster and woodworking, people who, I don't care if you're a plumber, an electrician, a a framer, there are some people out there, and I'm sure some of you can relate, that are just, they take pride in what they do, they love what they, they come in, they, they find it fulfilling, they do it well, they do it better than those around them, and yet somehow they feel that some of the people around them who aren't as good at what they do get work that they don't get, or sell jobs that they don't sell, or, you know, don't have problems that they do have. And a lot of the times, it's not because your work isn't good, it's not because you didn't work hard, it's simply because you didn't get the message you were trying to convey across the information you were trying to convey across to the whoever you were trying to convey it to. And if we leave anybody with anything, Communication is the most important aspect of any business.
0: Yeah, you look at any of the big CEOs, and if you go to TED Talks and listen to them speak, they are communicators. I mean, just just watch a couple of videos of uh, like a Steve Jobs uh, on how he speaks with people. He's able to get his point across. And not being combative, learning how not to, boy, do I need to learn that, not being combative. And realizing that everything you say nowadays is weighed, so communication is a is a big key, and not being not mis not miscommunicating to people. Yeah, well,
1: you know, especially for contractors, we operate in a very saturated marketplace. Mm. Everywhere you go, I don't care if you're in a small town or a big city, you're gonna have competition, and a lot of times, what makes a good contractor is subjective, and so even though you feel like. You build a better house, or lay better pipe, or yeah. or run better wires than the
0: next guy. Yeah, do better tile work. That doesn't—that
1: doesn't always mean that you get more work or make more money, and that can be frustrating. There can be times where you wonder what you have to do to take that next step, to grow your business, to grow your income, and all of that hinges on communications.
0: Yeah, and they are also, you know, for you smaller guys out there and you're wondering about, you know, gearing up or gearing down. If you're not going to take this as a business and you're going to try to sell work on your day rate, on how much you want to make per day, and you're going to drag some guys along with you, don't. Don't. You're not making a profit. If you're not going to run it like a business, you're only hurting yourself because you're not even getting the salary that you should be getting. So, you know, think about it before you go into business, have an understanding of business and what the profit margin means, because if we all stick in this and we all go over and demand what we are worth, don't worry about whether you get the job or not. Worry about what you need, what you need, you have to figure out what your financial needs are, and you have to bid the job on your financial needs, not on what the customer wants to pay a lot of times. You you have, if you can't make a money then if you're not making money on the job there is absolutely no reason for you to do
1: the job yeah. especially now where things are so tight and work can be slow no one can afford to go to work to
0: lose money on any given day. Well, also you know you got to remember you know especially like if you work in the city or you work in apartment buildings what what's the new norm about getting into these places. So, you know, if you're working on a really tight margin, now is the time you're going to lose because you're going to take extra time getting in and out of buildings, things like that. And these are the things that eat up your time.
1: Eat up your time and eat up your money. If you go to work, if you have no cushion and you go to work for one week and lose money that week, that could be the difference between you having a business the next week or not. Because, unfortunately, all of us are tight right now. Everybody is working extra hard to make ends meet and you gotta be really careful to protect yourself because if you're you know if you're gonna lose you might as well sit at home if you're gonna lose money.
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. Absolutely. I have a friend of mine um, uh, my buddy Ken who's a, an incredible carpenter and a great GC and uh, I believe he's retired now but what he used to say to me is that Lewis man we are sculptors we take we take a vision that an architect has, and it's a bunch of measurements and and a drawing on a page, and we create it in real time. That's sculpting. And if you got paid as a sculptor and not as a a carpenter, uh, you would be making a lot more money. So, you know, think of yourself as the artisan that you are, because what you do is an art. I don't care who you are. You will see the difference between a good plumber's work and a bad plumber's work. Someone who has pride and someone who doesn't have pride. Even a ditch digger can have pride. You should always have pride in whatever you do. It doesn't matter whether you're the guy sweeping up or the guy closing at the end of the day or the CEO of, of, of the company. You know, having that positive attitude and, and realizing uh, your own worth is, uh, is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. You definitely, it should highlight now more than
1: ever that we do, we provide a valuable service, a service that even in a year with pandemic and fear and people not being comfortable with you being in their house and the world being a crazy place, it's still a year where a lot of us are essential, where a lot of us are still, even if it's not the normal volume, a lot of us are still working. And listen, some people are probably even having good years where they're doing work that just happened to fit into the niche of office buildings being empty or, you know, people not being in their vacation
0: homes or whatever else it could be. And also applying, uh, you know, chemicals in order to go over and kill COVID. Um, A lot of contractors have been picking up work like that. So, um, and new things are coming out, UV uh, wands and... And so on. We'll be talking about some of those new inventions uh, coming this year.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's another good
0: thing that we can
1: kind of hit on now that we've talked about before, and that's keeping up with current products and using the time you have, your downtime, to make sure you're educating yourself and taking classes and getting certified. I mean, we just sat through a webinar, a very interesting webinar, in which we got to watch a gentleman on the webinar in the shower. It was very, very <laughs> yes,
0: exciting. people out there who are, uh, you know, doing uh, Zoom calls, remember, people can see you. Turn off your screens. So, but we did mm.
1: a webinar on a new floor coating system, and, you know, it looks like a really good system. It's a it's an, epo- it's an epoxy. It's a lot of one-day installs. It's the kind of thing that we're looking to get certified in so that we can sell certain types of epoxy floors and epoxy surfaces for more affordable labor rates because instead of a four-day install, it's a one- or a
0: two-day install. Right, and and the quality of the products and so on different. So, you know, we can give our customers uh, more choices. The more choices they have, uh, you know, the easier it is to sell them a product. And, you know, the more range of product
1: and pricing and labor rates that we can give people, the better they have a lot of <coughs> options. The the more range of customers that we can encounter in it. Some days, you know, some people are gonna want the expensive job. Some people are gonna want the highest end job. Some people are gonna want the the, the Benjamin more hundred percent solid CoreTech that could be put on a factory floor and you can drive tractors over it in their garage. And then some people want the, the Rustoleum the more, throw
0: some flakes on the
1: floor. The more affordable stuff mm-hmm. that can get done quickly that's not gonna cost them a lot of money but for the next couple of years, their garage floor is going to look really nice, right? Exactly, because they don't care. Because to a couple of years from now, if it doesn't look great, they don't care, or they can just redo it. Because doing that job twice is the same price as doing maybe doing the Corotech once,
0: right? Exactly, and you know, and if you're looking to sell your home, you know, doing a, a, a cheaper floor in a garage to make it look nice for sale. Uh, it's always a great idea. Uh, it, it sells um, houses when someone walks in, and your garage is looking sharp.
1: You know, it yep. shows that
0: you're maintaining the house. People uh, like that exactly.
1: And so that's a you know a great way to keep yourself engaged. Again, keep a positive mindset. Keep growing, even if the business side of it isn't all there the way you'd like it. Yeah, it education, right education, education. No we, matter what's going
0: on, you could always be bettering yourself and expanding your knowledge base. I mean this year uh, the 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 wall covering installers association had their convention online. We attended that. Um, a dozen different seminars. You know, keeping educated within the system and don't just do it within your own trade. There are a lot of other, you know, blueprint reading, uh, communication classes, uh, you know, things like that. Those those are the places, I mean, you want to have stuff to talk about with people. So just taking classes, you know, being able to go over and communicate with your clients and, and appreciate what they have and what you're into. It's always a great way of uh, doing things. One of my favorite stories of that is I came to a house once, many years ago. You were little still, Scott. And I pulled up to the house, and I knocked on the door, and I can hear the music blaring in the house. And the woman answers the door, and she shows me into the den, her uh, husband's office. And it was a doorway, two windows, and a closet door. And the rest of the walls were records. And the guy had his phonograph playing and the music was on, and he lowered the music a little bit, and I looked at him and I said, Jean-Pierre Rompel and Claude Bowlings, Sweet for Flute and Piano, Rhapsody in Blue, and he looked at me and was like, you're invited back, but that one moment, the one album out of tens of thousands of albums, this guy, I knew it, all right, one of my favorite all-time albums. when, when you can connect with a client that way, you put yourself in a whole other category. So, I mean, the, you know, going over and, and uh, learning about art and, and history and, and being educated on what's going on in the world is a positive thing. What do you think, Scott? I
1: completely agree. I think that, you know, I mean, sometimes in, you know, like in that situation, you get lucky, and you walk in, and the guy happens to be playing, your, your favorite, favorite album. album. He's got ten thousand albums, and he happens to be playing one. You know, mm-hmm. but the best way to increase your chance of getting lucky is the more you know. You know, if. If, if you only know one album, the chance that that one in 10,000 is playing is really low. If exactly. If you've know 5,000
0: of the albums, Right. Exactly. Well, I, it's a 50, 50 I, I have probably 2,000 of them in my collection. You know so. what I mean? And
1: so it's one of those things that the more you know, the more you educate yourself. This is how these things tie together, by educating yourself on products, on life, on on customer relations, on people in general... And
0: that ties back into your ability to communicate, your ability to sell. And a positive attitude. Because when you're learning stuff, you have a positive attitude.
1: Yeah, because you're always growing as a person. The more you grow as a person, and, you know, the, the more complete you are. You know, everybody's a, everybody's a work in progress all the time.
0: And there's no harm in... Improving yourself exactly, and it doesn't matter whether you're a, a painting contractor or a floor sweeper or a CEO. Going over and being educated and doing the best job you can is, is always job one. Be yeah. proud of what you do, especially in this world. You hear,
1: you know, the the elites in Congress and you know certain pundits calling for, you know, talking about the student debt crisis, calling for cancellations of student loans. But you don't need to spend $40,000 a year to, to learn things. We live in a world where the Internet is accessible
0: to just about everybody. And if you're listening to this, you definitely have access to the Internet. And if you have access to the Internet and you want to listen to an interesting uh, conversation about that, go to TED Talks. Mike Rowe from uh, Dirty Jobs does an excellent talk on how there has been a war on labor. Um, over the years and how that will now start to turn around people are starting to learn how to do things again we're setting up carpentry shops in you know homeowners homes because they need stuff to do so they're starting to do crafts again and they're starting to do those small projects and so it's changing and so the more you could learn
1: without spending a lot of money the, the better it is. If you learn, and it doesn't cost you anything to learn, just some time, right. and right now, we all have <clears throat> more time on our hands than we probably like. So if instead of filling that time with being upset, or being depressed, or wondering when the next job is going to come in, if you focus, if you wake up every morning, and you go to work, regardless if you have a job that day, and you spend that day being productive, you're going to keep your energy levels up, you're going to keep your attitude focused on the important stuff, and you... Not everybody, unfortunately, is going to their business, their their lives. This is going to be a year where not everybody is coming out
0: unscathed,
1: and or even yeah. gonna or even gonna make it through. Yeah, there, there are some people that you know. Uh, I we have a cousin who owned owned an auto body shop in in New York a City, a multi million dollar business, a place where he he figured he'd have a business until he dropped dead.
0: And, and then he, his kids could take over if they wanted it. And then he went from getting 20 cars forty cars, a day. He went from 40 cars a day to, to one two, one or two cars a day, where he had to close down his business. And
1: yeah, he lost his business. And it's not because he's not a good businessman. It's not because he's not a good communicator. It's not because he's not a good mechanic. Yeah, and it's not because
0: he's bad with money. It's strictly for something that was completely beyond his control. Yeah, I mean, a guy has a degree in accounting. He's had a successful business. This is not a schlub. This guy, uh, you know, knows how to hustle. And so, you know, we can all
1: fall victim to circumstances outside of our control. But what you got to do is control the things you can control. You got to be positive and you got to keep working. You got to keep work plugging away, doing what you can do to get to that next level, doing what you can do to make ends meet, doing what you can do to be better today than you were yesterday. Because... Even though it some, seems sometimes that you're competing against your neighbor or you're competing against that contractor you see at the paint store or the, the Home Depot you know all the time, the person that is always walking into the job, the estimate you just finished right after you, that's or right. walking out as you're walking in, that's not your competition. Your competition is be better than you were yesterday.
0: Yeah, Your competition is you. That, that's what we're saying. The competition is you. You wanna get better? Don't worry what everybody else is doing. Work on yourself. If you're better, then your work is better. And and, and that's the way life is. If, if you're taking care of yourself, then you're going to feel better about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, taking care
1: of yourself is it's a health thing, it's a mental health thing, but it's also a work thing. You gotta take care of your Your priorities, you gotta focus on on what's next. You gotta find new ways to get job leads or new net you know, new that's another one of the things that we'd like to touch on, is networking and new ways of meeting other people and getting referrals and getting into people's homes or businesses so you can continue to sell work and you can continue to feed yourself and your family. Exactly. Um I think the next thing that I think we should hit on is project management, Um, especially now. We kind of discussed it a little bit before, but especially now, because margins are tight, because people are tight with money, because all of these projects are being extra scrutinized and are, are, are just... More, everybody I think everything is more hypersensitive now than it was a year ago at this time. I think one of the keys is project management, starting a job off correctly, laying the groundwork in, making sure that you're prepared to do what you need to do, making sure that if you're the GC, that everybody is lined up, that everybody is healthy, that everybody is COVID tested. If you're the subcontractor, making sure that your schedule is available for shifting in case something happens, in case a job gets shut down for a week or a month or a day, making sure that your guys are taking care of themselves so that, one, obviously you don't want your guys to get sick for personal reasons, but two, so that when you do have the work, that they're there and available and ready to work because the one thing that we have to remember is we're in it with them. If any their, days their that we family. any days that we don't we're not working, that the company has no business. They're not working, so it's not just us not making money; it's them not making money, and that means that everybody needs to work together when we do have those opportunities to make money to maximize the amount of money we we're we're making.
0: Exactly. And talking about you <coughs> spoke about uh, you know technology. And so on, and, and, you know, COVID and so forth. (coughs) Great piece of technology. Excuse me for a second. (coughs) The great piece of technology is uh, like a little add-on that you could put on your cell phone called SEEK, S-E-E-K. It is uh, an add-on. You plug it into your phone, and it goes over and tells you on hot and cold spots. So you could take people's temperature, um, so you can monitor everyone's uh, temperature in the morning, and you can go over and use it to find leaks or uh, air leaks or water leaks within the walls. So it, it's a great double piece of technology. Instead of going out and buying a, you know something that only has one use to tell someone's temperature, you can now use this to go over and look at your walls and... Uh, you know, uh, whatever spaces you're looking, you look at doors and see if there's gaps, windows, how much your, how much air you're losing, and so on. So, great little app and something to use in the new year. Yeah, absolutely, and you know that goes ties again back into
1: keeping up with new products and technology, right. making sure you're up on the latest of things. Um, and that also comes back to another thing that we did a really great episode, and that's supplier relations. We did a great episode with. David, our local sales rep from Benjamin Moore, and that continues to be a key relationship. Benjamin Moore has a much larger scope, a much larger budget, a much larger reach than us, so he's a helpful resource to know what's going on in the industry to help us on jobs. For example, we just had to do some touch-up work on a garage floor that we did where the subfloor is... Not the greatest of concrete pours that we've ever seen. Yeah, they didn't use the right PSI, these guys. And so this gentleman has wonderful taste in vehicles. Mm. And those high-end vehicles have very aggressive and high-end tires. And sometimes they sit for a while. And so when he pulls out, all of that grip sometimes pulls at the softness of the concrete underneath and where he didn't want to re-pour his whole floor, and it's not a major problem.
0: Yeah, we're talking about two little spots. Once in a while, (laughs) right underneath
1: the rear tires of (laughs) rear-wheel drive powerful vehicles, he pulls up some of the... Not the epoxy. The epoxy always sticks great. He pulls up some. He he pulled the cement
0: up. You can see it on the on the on the uh, on the piece of cement that he pulled up. Mm -hmm. The whole layer of epoxy was perfectly stuck. Yeah, we have our
1: we have our twenty mil (laughs) epoxy. There's a couple (laughs) mils of 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 soft soft, uh, concrete, and then then there's the little hole that it leaves, and you know it was a. We used some product that we had, and there was a product failure. It, it wasn't drying, whether it was because the product had gotten old, or the batch wasn't right, or whatever the reason is. David was the person that I was able to reach out to. I like, got he picked up the phone, even though he was he's on his week off because of the holidays. He still he knows who it's, it's me. He has my number stored. He knows that you know I'm not calling to waste his time, so he answered his phone. Gave me a couple of pointers, and then made a call to our local store and got us a fresh epoxy kit on Benjamin Moore so that we can take care of the problem for a customer without it being a big deal, without it being a, a, a problem, without us having to buy a, a brand new three gallon kit of epoxy to do two literally two squares. two, by two, two squares, yeah. And not two feet by two feet, two inch by two inch mm-hmm. squares. Yeah. So, I mean, it, to buy a whole epoxy kit, it would have been a, a waste of money. You don't want to charge a customer. Hundreds of dollars. And and, and, and this is one of our really good customers. I don't want to have to send them a bill for a brand new epoxy kit for this little bit. And so having that relationship... Because we're not charging him for the labor, which is taken care of. Because He's are also client. So having our relationship with David and our relationship with Ben Moore, and we were able to... Get this done without there being a huge problem, without there being a cost to us, really, or to him that would have made this a a difficult put us in a difficult position right now when we don't have money to lay out and money to yeah, spend. It, w- it, it
0: was it was really great. I mean, Benjamin Moore has always stood behind us, and uh, we love that about Benjamin Moore. So that's why we're big Benjamin Moore fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you know whether it's Listening to us complain
1: sometimes, yeah. or or talking about some of the positives of David is a is a great resource, resource and a tool in our in our, our toolbox. Tool yeah, in order to do what we need to do to continue to we'll have to put a Tooltags
0: uh, tag on him yeah there you
1: go <laughs> so we always know where he is we always know where he is <laughs> get, a, get a QR tattoo <laughs> on the back of his head QR tattoo on the back of, I wondering wondering he's on back of his head yeah mm-hmm. take him out for a couple of uh, adult beverages and
0: convince him <laughs> <laughs> so yes tool tags another great uh, app that we've been using this year so um can be track of all of our tools so we you know, we don't lose things during COVID. Yeah. Especially now when, you know, They're leaving things on a job uh, a lot of times. At, or yeah, we when we later. were on a job on a
1: Friday and then, you know, the job gets shut down for two weeks because, you know, someone was sick
0: or or uh, exposed
1: whatever. or somebody heard somebody cough and they're nervous. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's a key thing to making sure that we're not once again. Everybody's tight with money. What you really don't want right now is to lose your $500 tool vacuum because you don't remember which house you left it in. Yeah, exactly. Or
0: you don't remember who the last person to use it was. Exactly. And that's what tool Tags will go over and work on with you. So uh, go to ToolTags.co. Yeah.
1: Um, another thing that I think that I'd like to bring back up, and it's one thing that also will tie into the next thing we're talking about, which is the future Um, And that's some of the more technical stuff that we did this year. Our first episode was entitled How to Look at a Room for Wallpaper. And I think where we've had a lot of good conversations about what a contracting business is and how to grow your business and how to build the right relationships and how to learn things and all this other stuff that we feel is really important to lay the groundwork another aspect is really the technical side and i think that this coming year one of the things that i'd really like to do with this podcast as it grows is to continue to at least every few episodes either talk with experts or talk about things that we feel we have some expertise in and talk about some of the more technical things some of the more you know intricate details And I think wallpaper is one area that we are specifically qualified Mm, to talk about from an expert standpoint. There isn't much about wallpaper you have not encountered over your career, and I have not either encountered or learned about from you as we discuss... You know, as, as we've worked together for, you know, 16, 17 years now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. So, and if you guys want us to do some videos, uh, let us know, because it's something that we are going to look into, and maybe do some how-to videos, um, you know, whether it be pattern matching or, uh, you know, cutting material on the table and uh, how to check wall covering to make sure it is, um, a, has the ability to be installed. There, there are some acronyms that we can throw at you, yeah. so, so we'll, we'll be doing some of that stuff this year.
1: So I think this would be a good time. Maybe you want to hit, Lewis, on a, a few of the, some of the more interesting jobs we did in the wallpaper realm this year, some of the more interesting installs, some of the interesting products we worked with, some of the obstacles we had to overcome, and some of the things that made our lives really easy.
0: Well, uh, some of the things I think that we've been encountering, um, love them or hate them, is peel-and-stick wall coverings. Um, We've done a couple of showrooms with peel-and-sticks and and a couple of big, big internet companies where they change product a lot. Um, They're a clothing company and, uh, you know, we put up advertisements around their offices for them and this way they're able just to pull them off and put up new. So uh, peel-and-stick is is one of the places that uh, wall coverings, especially for commercial installation, of uh, stores. Uh, this is going to be seen more and more on there. Um, magnetic wall coverings that are out there are always uh, fascinating stuff. We can literally uh, put a, a chalk holder on a, uh, you know, a, 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 a washable uh, marker onto a whiteboard that has a magnetic uh, backing on it, things like that. Um, uh, play, uh, play, to play uh, paper for kids where they can take cars on and off that are magnetic and uh, you know color forms uh, had a wall covering that had come out and that was an interesting product. Um, a lot of photo murals doing these custom murals to fit in places has been amazing. Custom murals has been just a phenomenal sector of the wall covering industry and accent walls because wall coverings have become more and more expensive, but the patterns have become so amazing that you don't sometimes need an entire room done. Um, ceilings. We're doing a lot of ceilings, and we're loving it. Uh, ceilings are coming back. We just did a bedroom ceiling, um, uh, you know, with a Kelly Wurstler. Uh, you know, there's some fascinating stuff. The Gourniers, where... We literally have to do a blueprint of the room, marking where every door is and every elevation, so that the paper can be created for the room. And we've done a few of these custom papers, not just from De DeGornier, but from a lot of other companies, where they literally, the paper comes numbered and with a schematic and you lay it out and you install it according to the manufacturer's uh, plan and you don't have a kill point, you know, there's some, Amazing wall coverings. Yeah,
1: I mean, we just did a beautiful mural in a house
0: in uh, Rye. Yes, and
1: you know that one I think is a was a great example because not only is it a beautiful mural that's a it's a four panel mural that they we had you a, a few
0: murals mu- We had eight murals th- and we used seven murals um, and sheets out of the eighth one in order to get that. And the, the seventh and eighth mural we had the two or three sheets out of each mural, not the full murals. To make it fit and to balance that wall, so yeah, it and that fascinating was a layout. and that was
1: a logistical, an interesting one. We had a meet with the designer and her top assistant, and you know, and the two of us and our wallpaper hanger, and we had to sit there and not just say, "Oh, we want this here and this," here, but we had to lay out sheet by sheet, seam by seam, where things were going to fall because this is a mural, so there are there's a central image that you want. And if you just kind of haphazardly lay it out, you're going to have the heads of birds cut off in ceiling lines or with, you know, field and style moldings. And so what you want is to make sure that you're laying it out in a way that best represents the paper and the designer's vision for the room. And so we needed to make sure that everybody was on the same page, that everybody was happy with the way it was going to lay out. And it took us... An hour or so in the morning with five people just to go Which over. Which means that we spent five hours of actual time and in the layout. And the paper, our paper hanger's time isn't cheap, our time isn't cheap, and the designer's time certainly isn't mm-hmm. cheap. And we were all there to make sure that everybody was comfortable with the way it turned out. And boy, did we get a great response, both from the designer, which is really important because she's one of our very important designers and she's somebody who gives us a lot of work, but also from this customer who's important to her and important to us because we have a lot of work in this customer's home. And so by putting in that extra work, by doing that extra time, by putting in that extra time, we really got a visceral reaction from this expensive and beautiful wallpaper you know this is a person who spent a lot of money to buy this wallpaper and so when they walk in the room and they're wowed by it yeah, they feel over it. they feel justified that they spent this money and that gives credence to the designer or the, the stuff that the designer's pitch they're saying oh this designer isn't just pitching us the most expensive thing because she gets a percentage. She actually knows what she's talking about. And the designer gets to look at us and say, oh, these guys made us look good. I want to keep doing this with them. Exactly. Because the, so everybody, <coughs> made, that's a job where everybody made out. The wallpaper company made money because they got a lot of money for their murals. The designer made money because they get a percentage of all the murals that they they sell in their time. We made money because it was a really expensive install, and our wallpaper hanger made money because it's a really expensive install, and so everybody involved, the five people that had to stand around and take There's an hour... like
0: a win-win-win situation. And
1: so, yeah, it might seem like a lot on a day where, you know, where a lot is going on or where you're really worried about stuff or you're stressed out, but that hour that it took all of us that five hours of total time turned into a huge win for everybody involved, including
0: the customer who's the one who's spending all the money to make everybody exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, and, you know, there's so many of these kind of projects that we can talk to you about and tell you about. And I'm sure you all, if you're a contractor out there, you all have had them. And if you're uh, just a homeowner who's listening in, I'm sure you've had both sides of that story as well. So yeah, uh, Everybody wants to feel like the money they're spending <laughs> is justified, especially
1: now when everybody's tight. And so if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on wallpaper and thousands of dollars to install wallpaper,
0: you want to come away feeling like, wow, this room is special. Uh, we're doing one coming this year, starting right after the New Year's, where we have a dining room. That the wallpaper for the dining room is twenty five thousand dollars worth of wall covering, and that's not any, that's not our time. That's not that's not, that's, age, that's, that that's, not the, that's not the <laughs> lining paper that
1: has to go underneath it. That's not anything. That's just the physical wallpaper.
0: Right. Yeah. That that that's literally just the material that's involved and nothing else. That's not the labor to repair the walls. That's not the labor to go over and prime them, line them. Uh, you know, if they decide to go with a canvas so it can be removed. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of other options in there. So uh, these are the projects that are out there, folks. And, and, you know, if you're qualified to do them, go out and do them. If you're not, make sure to call people who are. Don't just try to go do it on the wing. That's just not the way it works. Uh, Become a member of an organization that you can reach out to people things like the Wall Covering Installers Association or the Painting Contractors Association. Uh, or the Better Business Bureau. the Better Business Bureau. Uh, You want to work on your business, join some organizations that are going to help you do that. Um, The WYA, if you go online, uh, we're talking about projects every day, Uh, whether you're showing off your work or you're having an issue. So, uh, you know, it's amazing. uh, Even something as
1: simple as... There's a lot of Facebook groups online that are great forums where you can post questions and post pictures mm-hmm. and post things, and you can get some feedback. Maybe you don't always know who the feedback is coming from. Some of the advice is good, some you know, not so great, so good? but it'll, it's <coughs> just another place to continue to network. To continue to communicate and continue to educate yourself. Exactly. Three things
0: that are paramount in any business, especially ours. And when you get onto organizations like these, especially something like uh, the WIA, which is international, you get to speak with, with paper hangers in Australia, in England, in Japan, in South America, in Canada. Australia. We have Friends in Australia. We have friends in Australia that uh, you know, guys and gals from here in, in the you know, in the United States have flown to Australia and then flown to Saudi Arabia in order to install wall coverings through these organizations because of the people that they've met and and you know and talk with. So it's really great to, to know these people and to know that someone in Australia is going through the exact same thing with the same wall covering that you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just knowing
1: that... <laughs> Misery loves company. Well, not. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, and sometimes also just knowing that you're not the only... Part of staying positive, sometimes knowing that you're not the only one who's having a problem with a certain product or a certain paper or a certain install, Reminds you that it's not you That's having the problems right. Sometimes it's just a difficult thing to work with right. And you know sometimes it's a problem product And sometimes it's a popular thing That's just not a great thing right. But you know we're all stuck doing it Because that's what customers want And so being able to commiserate a little bit Being able to get even the smallest tip On how to make sure
0: I was just online with somebody And they asked a question And they got like a half a dozen tips and they were all really good tips. I was able to use two of them. So you never know when you're going to get knowledge. You know, never, never be uh, looked down at anybody because you never know what they know.
1: Yeah, and sometimes, you know, sometimes people have a little tidbit that could be the difference between a day of struggling and a just a, an easy, great install. Yes, exactly. So I think that... The next thing I'd like to do as we start to wrap up this episode is I want to talk a little bit about what we'd like to do going forward, um, what we want this podcast to look like for the next year and for you guys as well as for us. Um, For me, one of the things, like I said earlier, I'd really like to do is I'd like to have some more technical experts on here, some electricians, some plumbers. Some contractors, framers, you know, all different kinds of specialists to talk some about designers, talk about their industry, their their niche, their subcontractor point of view, and some of their experiences, as well as some of their techniques and methods that could be helpful to others out there that are looking to learn more and to broaden their horizons and to get more skills in their, you know, under their belt. Yep. What about you, Lois? What are some of the things you'd like to see,
0: Lewis? Well, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about design this year. Um, I would love to see if maybe we can get into on the podcast, maybe doing some live, uh, you know, where you can see us streaming and uh, where we can maybe do a couple of demos as well where you'll be able to get to watch us actually do a couple of the things that we talk about, whether it be matching walk or finding a pattern match or uh, cutting up material on a table versus trying to lay it out on a wall and unroll it and find the spot and cut it where you can learn how to cut the materials on the table. Things like that I would like to see if maybe we can get into. And, of course, more technology. I want to see where we go with technology this coming year. Yeah, I mean, one of the new products that we've been looking
1: at is a whiteboard paint. And there is a certification process to get listed on their website and to get access to their product. And I'd love to be able to do a demo showing us do an install like that as we learn to work with the product so that together with you you guys, our audience, and us, we can experience what it's like to learn something new, what it's like to work with a product you've never worked with, and
0: see how the jobs come out. Exactly. Those, those are some of the places I'd like to see us go this year. All right, great. Um, I think that pretty much sums up
1: everything that... Um you know our new year's pre new year's wrap up I'd like to hit on um uh, is there anything else you'd like to say Lewis before we
0: Yeah just I, I, say I thank would you like to, to say our that listeners. you know, this year coming up um I'm you know hoping for all of us that it's going to be a better year and that uh, we're all going to be in a better place and we're going to work together um as a nation and as a planet to go over and and hopefully correct some of the problems that we're having out there. But to remember that, you know, human nature, for us to come together and start working together, is something that happens. And, you know, to trust and believe in that, that we can all find common ground. And if I can say one thing for this year, I'm hoping to find more common ground with all the people out there. Yeah, And I think that You know, the more we realize that we're all in this together,
1: the more productive and the better off we can all be. Yeah,
0: so, you know, hug your family, you know, be happy for At least the ones that are around. The the ones that are around, send virtual hugs, spend time on Zoom or Jitsi or one of these other uh, platforms, speak with your family, keep in touch with your friends, Uh, reach out to people uh you know do birthday parties do do new year's eve with your friends online you know spend time with people even if it's only online spend time with people everybody yeah and stay
1: positive and most importantly thank you to every single person that listened whether you listened for 5 minutes or 5 hours or 5 epi- or you know 10 episodes thank you without you guys we would just be here talking to ourselves so we appreciate all and of Not your that we don't do that all the time, anyway.
0: But you know, this is we're we're trying to talk to some other people too, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, we hope you enjoyed our humor and and our, our content this year, and, and thank you. We look forward to bringing you more interesting content
1: and to going from, like I said, five hundred to five thousand listens to who knows where we can go together. But really, from the bottom of our heart, thank you guys so much. Just being at 500 listens, I mean, I don't think either of us really had any expectation of getting over 100 listens over the course of this whole thing when we started. So the fact that we're here and you guys seem to respond to what we're listening to, uh, to what we're saying, we can't thank you enough. Have a great afternoon, a great Happy New Year's to everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. thanks for listening to a new coat of paint podcast as always these are your hosts scott and lewis katz please look us up on twitter at new underscore coat or on facebook at new coat of paint podcast as always we appreciate any likes follows listeners and subscribers have a great day and thank you